0: Before we begin, I want to say that I'll be sharing opinions and observations for the sake of creating conversation, rather than preaching a truth. My purpose is to find the questions that will help set us free in our own way. If something I say hits you that you like, great. And if something hits you that you don't like, even better. Sit with it, reflect on it, and seek your own truth. In a world where it takes courage to have a point of view, my aim is to create a grounded space to observe reflect and challenge respectfully. I started this podcast as a way to document the journey. And as a living reflection point to my future children, my hope is that they'll be proud of a name that their father completely reshaped and gave new meaning. Powerful is the man or woman who can dance with their shadow and emerge with their heart wide open to the light. Welcome to the connection point podcast, and I'm your host, Chris Delaney. and on each episode of this podcast, I want to share with you an idea related to my obsession around a hypothesis when it comes to the consciousness of connection in life business and branding. It's the idea that at the core of all human beings, there's a drive for connection to being seen, heard, and understood, not for who we present, but for what and who we really are. And that is cut from the same collective consciousness. I believe we can do this through sharing our humanity and the powerful stories embedded in each of our lives. And in each episode, I have a guiding intention. The Guiding intention for today goes like this. Sometimes the desire to build a business, redefine a brand, or to choose a new path in life can feel like a game of double dutch. A give and take between the heart and mind. And so how can we marry the two and create coherence and harmony? So in each of these episodes, I like to start with a question or a few questions, because really this whole entire process is a deep knowing of oneself. It is going to be a reflection. And so we start with a few questions. First and foremost, how will we know that this entire process is worth it? This idea of redefining our lives creating a business or even redefining a brand is it worth it for us to put ourselves out there is it worth it for us to become vulnerable how do we build a life brand and business with human connection at its core is really the main thesis and that's really what we're here to talk about so what are the steps we can take from the very beginning in order to break the walls down between each of these constructs in order to thrive financially spiritually mentally and physically this will all be the basis for a powerful understanding of your vision and mission in this world And it's the intersection of your heart's recognition and conscious strategy. we are all heart, we're all emotion, spills everywhere, there's no organization. If we end up too much mind or too much brain in the process, we're overly strategic, then we're going to be missing the point. We're going to miss the impact. So my guiding intention on this episode and time with you is to lay a foundation and a roadmap for you to uncover your personal gifts. And then we can talk about how they connect with the human collective and the world in a practical way. The goal here is always to make the abstract, the ancient, the wisdom, and turn it into a bridge into the modern world with technology. On every episode before we begin, the goal here is to take a breath into your intention in this very moment. Where is your attention going, your energy flowing, and what does the experience of this day feel like when you put your head on the pillow? Take a second, whether you're listening live or whether you're listening to the recording, tap into your intention for today the ability of you to co-create with your experience. Just take a moment with it. Beautiful. Let's rock. So this episode is going to be all about mission and vision, but it's more so about discovering your unique connection point. And this connection point is going to be all about uncovering your personal gifts, something so unique unique and, and individual to you. This is where the conversation really begins. I'm going to be sharing a few thoughts and ideas that I've shared with pretty much everybody across uh, our social platforms over the last seven, eight months, thousands, tens of thousands of folks across in conversation. This is my obsession. This is the 10,000 plus hours I've spent trying to understand this. And I've amassed this into what I believe to be three particular uh, standpoints that we can get to and understand how we can articulate a mission and vision. First, we have to understand the gifts. Right, Our individual gifts, some call it zone of genius by Dr. Gay Hendricks in the book, The Big Leap. I love that idea. Some people call it your purpose. Some people might call it your divine path. But what does it mean to actually have a personal gift? Because then the other challenge is if I have an individual and personal gift, how does that actually relate back to this whole entire idea of connecting it back to a human collective? That's where we have to break through our mindset or idea around cause and effect. And beyond cause and effect, there's relationship. And what that means is we begin to understand that it's not A plus B equals C. It really is all of those variables connected and flowing into one another. As one shifts and changes, the other will as well. When our strategy shifts and changes, our emotion behind it may shift and change. When our emotion changes, then that will also shift our strategy. We talked in a previous episode about the idea of circumstance and information. Sometimes when our circumstances change, The information we receive changes, the feedback loop from everything changes. And then when the information changes, it can drastically change our circumstances if we're also applying what we're learning. So the whole deal here is, is that we have to break through the idea of cause and effect because really we're seeking cause and effect in our scientific method. We're seeking all these different things, but really all we found is correlation, which tells us relationship. So we're looking for the most effective, So in the space in which I talk about all this stuff, one of the ground rules is I don't believe there's such a thing as right and wrong. I believe there's effective and ineffective based upon your intention. And when we talk about intention, for those of you who are also practically minded, you can intersperse that or or, or you can replace that with strategy. So being strategic is being intentional and vice versa. We're beginning with the end in mind and working our way backwards. And so we want to start looking at the actual understanding of our vision and the mission to carry it out. So how do we actually uncover our personal gifts? That's the whole goal here, to find our personal and individual connection point. And the connection point itself, to reiterate this is the idea that all of us are connected and that we can take seemingly disconnected factors in our lives and in the world at large and start to begin to see them as completely connected. And we can find, if we allow ourselves to, to break the walls and the barriers down around all the titles and all the things that we share with the world that we think that we are, and when we truly allow those barriers to dissolve, we can actually begin to start seeing the relationship amongst us and all. To put it in an esoteric way, I like to say it's like being both the drop and the ocean at the same time. We are both a universe unto ourselves, a part of a larger universe as always. <laughs> that becomes a kind, of a, kind of a complex kind of jumble of words at times. But if we can begin to understand this, we talked in the last episode about utilizing something like the law of correspondence. The law of correspondence is a hermetic principle in universal law that states um, our inner world reflects our outer, and our outer reflects our inner as above, so below, so within, so without. All things connected in scale, in function. And so it requires that we allow these ideas, if they make sense, to be integrated into our belief systems over time, test it, allow ourselves to expand, get curious with it. So much of this may be new, but again, we're just testing and trying to understand these things. So how do we find our unique gift and our connection point? What are the gifts in your life, business, and brands? You know, I want to make sure this is practical to somebody, again, who is thinking about a a process of self-discovery for themselves. Because I believe that everything starts with a relationship to self. There has to be some, in this chicken and egg scenario, we have to choose. And I think that it does start with that personal discovery. And that's just been my personal journey. Then, as I understand myself, I operate in the space of business and brands in such a way that they are so intimately connected that you can't separate any of them. So let me ask this question to you right now to think about, especially for the entrepreneurs listening, the folks who are driven, who feel the pressure of the universe just catapulting you forward and feeling that tremendous pressure to utilize your potential that I know I attract into my sphere because I feel that as well. What becomes possible when we shift this question, which is, do I build my life around my business? Or is it possible for me to build my business around my life and integrate it? Very nuanced question, very different outcome when it comes to your intention. These types of questions allow us to shift our strategy because those are two very, very different things. I had to learn how to really assimilate and integrate the idea of building the businesses as somebody who is naturally very ambitious and driven around my life and then integrate to open the gate between the two so that it could look like something where I can be working with clients or working on what I love to work on and also be present doing the things that I massively enjoy. The one-to-one interactions, the intimate discussions, the travel that I like to go to. And so that becomes very, very different. And these are questions of possibility. Is it possible? I don't know, right? In a world of endless possibility, why not? So let's talk about mission and vision for a second because that is one of the main key questions of how you're building your life, your business, that is going to inform your decisions. And the questions that we ask ourselves put us on different journeys. So when we think practically about the strategy behind mission and vision, this can be one of the most complex and difficult journeys for so many. And it becomes something where teams end up spending entire weeks, months, potentially a very long time together, trying to figure out what is our company's mission and vision. And then they spend their time trying to come up with this really compact, really interesting idea. But how can we utilize that in a way that has nothing to do with the company, but yet still has everything to do with our company and our business? Well, let's take a look at what mission and vision really is from a practical standpoint. When we sit down with clients or we sit down and we build a business, we think about our vision first. The vision is what we see in our minds. And I'm going to ask some questions in this recording that are going to allow us in this podcast, they're going to allow us to open up and expand into this. So we're going to, I'm going to give you the anchor. I'm going to give you the grounding to be able to go on this journey of discovery. The vision is what you've been given, the inspiration. It is the vision that comes to us that allows us to know that we see something that others don't. It's something that allows us to expand our perception and to see patterns, to see trends, to see something that will open up at a moment of clarity. And in that moment of clarity, we begin to start feeling something deeply emotional within ourselves. And it connects with us in such a way that I almost say it's ineffable. It can't be described. It's so magical in that moment that it just comes to us. And sometimes some folks can have this gift of vision, this complex vision that it almost becomes overwhelming. It comes to you in maybe an abstract way, a symbolic way. If you meditate, sometimes you may get archetypes in your visions. You may get uh, visions of different stories, all these different things that may come to you, but the vision will come to us. And then we have to really understand what am I to do with this? Right? We felt it in the heart. We saw it in the eye, and the mind's eye. Now, what do we do with it? And that's what we begin to articulate our mission, how we carry it out. The vision is what we see for the future once we've, once we've accomplished what we see we can accomplish. When we go through the question that I'm about to ask and dive into, and then the mission is the strategy through which we carry this out. And so that's the, the vehicle. It's the instrument. It is the, uh, it is the holistic understanding Of that coherence between heart and mind mission and vision together now on the podcast i'm not i'm not gonna be able to dive into how to articulate because some people will come to me and they'll say chris how do i compact this how do i make this easy how do i make it marketable how do i make it influential and my answer is this it'll become influential when it's coherent between your heart and mind because again in a world where we're seeking connection That ineffable understanding is understood by all when we know that heart and mind is connected, communicated, and received. So we're taking a lot of risk here and going out on a lot of new ideas potentially, but I ask you to just simply, again, reflect with this. What is your mission and vision? Whether it's in your life, with your relationships. I've learned and believe that in a relationship between two people, especially a romantic relationship, there's two whole people that come together. And in this process, we define and create our vision together. What does the future look like? Very practically, like, do we want children? Do we want to travel? What kind of lifestyle do we actually want to create with each other? Because what you're doing is you're co-creating. You're creating what my good friend, Dr. Roshanek, shared with me yesterday in wisdom. She said, when two people come together, replete, beautiful word, by the way, replete, completely whole, not needing anything from one another, they can come together and they can create collaborative thinking. We call that emergent thinking. And that emergent thinking allows us to then create something very, very special together. So rather than a codependency, an interdependence on each other, to be able to create that which we cannot on our own. The most successful relationships are ones that have vision. And then a mission, how do they do that? How do we make decisions together? How do we begin to create compromise? How do we begin to create the way in which we operate, becoming one? Two holes coming together, two whole people coming together and creating that beautiful vision and then that mission in our business, the foundation of partnership. People ask me, how do I choose partners? People are afraid to connect with others. This whole idea of the connection point and the ability for us to relate and connect to one another is to really dissolve those barriers. Because when you're creating a business together, my belief. Again, if I'm building a business around my life, I am taking you into the most intimate parts of my creativity, into my heart. And we have to know that we can begin to trust and create. And we are collaboratively creating this vision together so that when we build our strategy, the creativity, the intention together, it is so much more powerful. Because in those relationships I just outlined, You don't just add or subtract from one another. You multiply or divide. It is the difference between an exponential catapult of this vision coming to the world and the equivalent also on the other side of driving a sports car 200 miles an hour with the handbrake on. So if you don't clarify the vision together, if you don't know the intention that you're building together and you're not able to collaborate on how you're going to carry out the mission, then casualties will happen. Conflict will ensue. And when it comes to our brands and your branding as well, I mean your brand is how you interact with the world. And whether we realize it or not, here's the deal. And I shared this a lot this week on this beautiful new app called Wisdom, where it literally is one-to-one intimate discussions where mentors help mentees and people connect. And people kept asking me these questions of how do you stand out? How do you share your thoughts and ideas where people want to listen to you? And we've had an amazing amount of success right out the gate. And what I'm sharing with people is this is that. You, when you show up now in the world, you have to start thinking about yourself as an investable company. You are a publicly traded company on the stock market of attention if you desire to create. And what happens is people will define your brand where you don't define it. Where you don't share the vision, people will create in a vacuum what they believe your vision is. And trust me, when people are unintentional about that vision, it doesn't look very good. And when you articulate a clear vision, at least an understanding of the direction you're going in. You don't have to have it all figured out, by the way. My vision has changed so many times, but the clear pathway is still the same. I'm to connect people. How that works is the process we're gonna go through here in just a moment. My mission is carried out in the way that I've understood my gifts to be, to be on the cutting edge of technology and innovation in order to find the people with influence that I can then build a tribe of leaders with to then influence masses. And that's a huge deal. We have to understand our unique gifts, which we'll also understand here in just a moment. But we are publicly traded stocks, and people vote based upon the sharing of your content, how they view your brands, and how they interact with your personal brands. And so if we begin to think that way, understanding your mission and vision, and then of course your principles, which we'll talk about in another episode, is going to be drastically important to the success of putting your worldview out there. We stop for a second, I know you're saying to me, Chris, how the hell do we do this? <laughs> what do we do with these massively abstract ideas? Because my whole entire thing is, whether you meditate in levity or you are literally taking the first step, it's important that we meet ourselves where we're at. And I have found that there are three questions that I believe are going to put us in the right direction. I can't guarantee absolute clarity from these questions because this is a process. And for me, it's been a journey. I started with a vision that I was given at a time when I had no idea what I was going to do with it. Sitting in a Starbucks in Midland, Texas, not knowing anybody, scared shitless, trying to figure things out after a divorce and leaving my corporate job I thought was my career. Sitting there in a Starbucks, I I felt comfortable because that was a space that I knew, but I was a long way from home from upstate New York. This Yankee was stuck in the land of 10-gallon hats and oil and gas and had no clue what I was going to do. And it was in that moment the catalyst happened. The catalyst was the external force that led me to understand that what I was doing was my perception was saying, I know nobody. What am I going to do? When the reality was nobody knew me, I could redefine who I was. I don't know where that comes from. I can't explain how that happens, but it woke me up to the point where I pulled my laptop out and I started to define my mission, my vision through just 10 simple statements that were going to allow me to define what I wanted in my life, my non-negotiables. Things like, I will never feel guilty for allowing me to focus on my mental, emotional, and spiritual health first before anyone else. Because in my previous experience, I experienced the opposite. So I was just choosing the opposite. I have nothing to lose. Nobody knows me. The second thing was something to the effect of, uh, I won't let a dollar come in between me and a relationship because money was such a contentious thing amongst my family and, and relationships in my life. I'll choose a way to create a positive impact in somebody's life daily. Even if it's just smiling at somebody, it doesn't cost me anything. I've got no money, but I can certainly, you know, listen to somebody. I can certainly give attention. I can certainly try to solve a problem for somebody because I got all the time in the world. We don't have money, right? You're solving that time and money problem. And then what about this idea that I'll stop using the phrase, I'll do it tomorrow. That was a game changer for me. Holy shit. How many times I would say to myself, I'll just do it tomorrow. And how many times I kicked the can down the road only to just simply find myself doing something that I was distracting myself with. So that was kind of my process. But let me share with you these three questions that I believe will put you in the direction of defining your point of view, clarifying your mission and vision, and giving you a point and an anchor point and your connection points. You, as the anchor of being the hub of the spokes of the wheel to everything being connected back to you. This, by the way, is what I believe exceptional leaders do. They understand how to take what seemingly are disconnected factors and make meaning out of all of it. They are literally weaving the thread of collective consciousness, whether they understand it or not. Great CEOs do this, great founders do this, creatives do this all the time that are are out there on the edge. We are literally taking the unknown, making meaning out of it, and helping to thread and weave the fabric of what we're creating. All right. Three questions. The first question goes like this. What do you see in the world when you sit back and think about it, what is so obvious to you that others are missing? What do you see? There's a trend and there's a pattern. There's something that you're seeing that others are missing. And for you, it's so obvious, so simple, that you almost smack your forehead and you're saying, why are they missing this? Most times, that starts in our careers. We start looking at something in our career and we say to ourselves, what is this person missing? Maybe you worked with a manager or you're working with a manager and you're saying, this person just doesn't get that it's about people. That's a good start. But what is it about people? What, is it, what are they missing? You begin to go on a journey of discovery because we continually ask the deeper question. What are we missing? Where's it all going? Maybe it's something that people are missing in another avenue of your life. Whether it's in real estate, whether it's in branding, whether it's in entrepreneurship, whatever it is. But there's something that you see That is a trend, a pattern, and something that's so obvious and simple to you. That's going to be your insight. That's the clear vision you have. The insight that you have needs to be expanded. We need to spend time with this. This is the core foundation of so many things, like your unique value proposition to the world, your passion, your creativity, the thing that you are given, the thing that you see. That's the practical. So what is it you see that's obvious to you and not to others, the pattern or the trend. How can we begin to use this? Question number two. And I'm borrowing this from Dr. Gay Hendricks in the book, The Big Leap, where he talks about zone of genius. I hear so many people talk about zone of genius, yet they don't attribute it back to Dr. Hendricks. And I think it's important for us to give credit where credit's due. But in this book, he talks about the idea of the upper limit problem, which is the barrier between our zone of excellence and zone of genius. Our zone of excellence is where we naturally fall in our sweet spots, where we've been conditioned and acculturated to believe that that's the greatest value we give in our careers. But our zone of genius is really our unique gifting that we're meant to express in the world to gives us the most satisfaction. It creates the abundance of finance, of, of happiness and of health in our lives. And most times when we come to the upper limit problem, we self-sabotage and allow ourselves to fall back into our zone of excellence. And that can be the slight difference between a life full of fulfillment and a life where we feel like we're just crushing it all the time. You have to choose. And so how do we find our zone of genius? The thing that we've been gifted with, this is kind of something we have to unpack a little bit, but he says this, what did you learn as a child that helped you navigate adult spaces? So what did you learn as a child to navigate adult spaces? Because as a child, we have somewhat a perception, we have a totally open subconscious mind, we're still learning, we're growing, but there are times when we get very perceptive and we have these experiences. And I'll unpack this a little bit through my personal experience. For me as a child, what I learned was about human nature and observing because I watched adults do things that I felt weren't in integrity. Not morality, not should or shouldn't, just is or isn't, saying one thing and doing another. And when I took that in, what I realized is, is that taught me a gift, which was manipulation. How is that a gift? The slight edge between manipulation and influence is intention. As a child, you don't know any better. And so I understood how to move the adults around in my life to get what I wanted without them knowing it. I could find ways to get attention. I could find ways to get my needs met as a child that then also, by the way, without any conscious thought manifested into my adult life. After my mom passed away and I was on my own, I survived and I was extremely resourceful and resilient. I could get through any situation, through homelessness, through experiences that I'll share at another time, that I've lived a lot of life in a very short window of time, very intense life, but I survived because I had this sense of understanding and perceiving from people quickly. I could literally see into the core of somebody fast, quickly. The moment I met them, their nonverbals, everything just made sense. And if I was unconscious about it, i could get my needs met. Because at that time, I was just surviving. I was trying to get to my next meal. I was trying to get to shelter. I was trying to get to all these different things for most of my early 20s. And that also manifested as white lies, where I would please the people around me. However, when it was found out, that automatic lying, by the way, led to so much pain because here's what happened. My intention wasn't matching my execution. My reality was giving me this feedback of, you're fucking up. And my intention was, I want people to feel my heart, to see me, to connect with me in such a real way, like a child reaching out. Okay, that's really intense. How did did we work through this? It's this process of self-discovery, of asking myself the question, what did I learn? And then saying to myself, okay, if that's not what I want, that's not the experience I want, what would be different? And then outlining what that experience would be, which led me to really study the idea of influence which is when I come with a clear intention, when I'm fully responsible for my energy, and my presence, and my actions, and I can understand the impact of the things that I do and what I am when I show up, when I do the work before I meet somebody and I've clarified my intention, when I wake up in the morning with not just my to-do list, but my to-be list, and I'm meeting with my business partners or I'm meeting with people that are looking to me for some kind of support and help, I need to get myself out of the way in my agenda. My ego takes a backseat because I've done the meditation. I've done the breath work. I've done the things necessary to make sure that I can show up and put them primary without needing the validation. The manipulation factor is gone because I no longer need validation from you to get something because I'm fulfilled. I am replete, as we talked about earlier. And that allows me to be very influential. It allows me to understand how to put somebody into a position of success without ever having to tell them anything. Better yet, it's like the story I tell often about leadership. It's like we get a little bit of knowledge and we want to teach people and tell them what to do. But it's like teaching a child how to ride a bike. And I would say, I don't have kids, but I have a lot of experience having been a child. (laughs) Can't forget that. It's like teaching a kid how to ride a bike for the first time. You take the training wheels off and all you need to do is tell this kid to pedal faster and keep keep pumping the pedals. And all you need to do is keep the seat steady until they get momentum and they're cruising and they're having a good time. And then they stop. Are you going to run up to that child and say, Great job. That was amazing. And then celebrate with them. Or are you going to say, you know what? That kind of sucked. I held the seat for you, anyways. That's the difference to me. So, learning to navigate the spaces as a child is really, really interesting, especially for those of you who may not have been heard and you had something and a point of view and insight, maybe wisdom that you were born with and felt like you weren't heard. And so, you found ways to be heard. These are gifts. And it all requires that we understand how to take it from the shadow aspect of the unconscious unknown make it known, and then work with it, to form it, to hone it, to understand it. It becomes your superpower. And you'd be surprised at understanding what you learn about yourself. So what did you learn about yourself as a child? This takes some time to really uncover this stuff. It's taken me years to really understand how this thing becomes the gift. The third question is how we tie it all together back into our vision. Because the first question What's obvious to you that others miss is your insight. That's your key insight. It's like your your foot in the door moment. You found the door, you're interested, and then you put your foot in the door as it closes and now you can break it wide open. By choosing to understand your insight and the trends and patterns that you're seeing and exploring them, you now have a pathway to really uncovering where your path is. What you learned as a child to navigate adult spaces is gonna teach you a lot about your strategy. It's gonna teach you a ton about your mission, your ability to carry things out. So we have an inkling of our vision, our path. We have an understanding a little bit right now about how we're gonna carry these things out, where our gift and our zone of genius is. And then the third question is gonna really help us bring it to a point where we can really bring some substance to it. And that question is simple. What does the world look like when you solve the problem that you see? In that first question, based upon the problem that you saw, that's not obvious to others, Based upon what you know to be your gift, what does the world look like when you use your gift to solve that problem? A plus B equals C. But they're all related. because it's going to be shifting and changing. It's going to get more depth, more clarity, more understanding. So what does the world look like when you solve this problem? How are people going to benefit? How are they going to be rewarded? How is that experience going to be? How do you want them to feel, by the way? First question I ask somebody when they say, what's the key to a great brand? I mean, I'm not the person who's going to bring it together visually, but I will say this. Every single brand evokes an emotion. Great brands evoke emotion. Just do it is not to sell sneakers. Just do it is to give you an experience of something. Think differently. That's an emotion. It may sound logical. It may sound intellectual, but it's a feeling. It's a call to action, to the rebellious, to the innovative. It's a call to action to the people who resonate and understand or are looking for that feeling. Even as I think about Steve Jobs sharing that, I can experience the emotion in that. And so as we go through this entire process of understanding how we can rationally unpack what's obvious to you, the trends, the patterns. We've satisfied the intellectual, the strategic. When we navigate and understand and define what we've learned as children, that has been our leading edge, our thread throughout our entire lives that may have been, <laughs> our superpower may have been used in what some may call for, for evil. And the polarity of that is it gives us great insight to understand what we can do for good with strong intention. Again, the slight edge between manipulation and influence is intention. A clean, clear heart, connected to the mind, brought to the world. And then that final question of what does the world look like when you solve the problem that you see? How do you begin to bring that out into the world? And what are people going to experience the emotions of that journey? Just take a moment with that. These are big questions. But they give us a good understanding of at least the first step. And the best thing that we can do with this, because I like to end every episode with a what do we do with this? Because I don't want to leave people in the mess. I don't want to leave us in the hypothetical and the conceptual. I really want to make sure that we're able to do something with this. The best thing that you can do is to take this episode and to sit down with a journal and to write these three questions down and to allow yourself to sit with them for a moment and then just spend 10, 15 minutes a day chiseling away at this. The way I go through it is I start with the very abstract and the macro. I just do a whole brain dump on this. Whiteboards are beautiful for me because what I'll do is I'll just dump all the words, thoughts, and ideas that come to my mind because I've given my brain and I've given my mind something to solve. And in my conscious mind, we're awake. We're limited by our previous experience and everything that we know to be true. The beautiful thing about it is as we use techniques like meditation, which by the way, is something so simple as, you know, put some soothing music on, sit down and, and start to breathe and close your eyes and connect with yourself, meaning just literally don't allow any distraction to come into you or around you. Set 10, 15 minutes for yourself and just ask the question, write it down on paper before you go into that meditation. And it'll be amazing what happens as you begin to solve this problem from such a higher level of thinking of imagination. And then right before you go to sleep, take these ideas and sit with them before you go to sleep because in that moment in time, right before you go to sleep, melatonin production is high, which is the sleep chemical. And our subconscious mind, which is accounts for the vast majority of our knowledge and intelligence and information it connects us to everything will actively begin to help you solve the problem as you sleep. You were literally taking these things in. It's why we fall asleep back in the day to Netflix or I don't know if anybody remembers DVDs back in the day and you would fall asleep and all of a sudden you'd be stuck in the menu. And next thing you know, you wake up after having been a, a character in that movie because it was just the menu replaying over and over again. That becomes really curious. How does this work? We're just employing all the gifts that we've been given, all the systems that we can utilize to help us solve this problem. And take the next 30 days to commit to just simply adding some depth, color, and clarity to these three questions. What do I see that's so obvious that others miss? That tells us our unique point of view. It tells us our insights, our clear vision. What did you learn as a child to navigate adult spaces? That thing could have been a curse, becomes your greatest gift, and that helps you understand how you would carry out the mission. And then the third thing is, what does the world look like when you solve the problem that you see? What's powerful about this is the next step beyond this is when we start talking about strategy, because the clearer we get, the more we understand what people, resources, tools, what we're going to need in order to carry this out. Then we're really, truly taking a thought and turning it into a thing which we miss every single time we open up the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and we see that statement of thoughts become things and we just move on to the next page. We just have to get curious, remove the judgment and don't allow any of the old stories that you're not smart enough, not good enough or any of those things that come through. We simply write them down because we can't fight what we can't see. Just write it down and you'll know whether it's true or not. This is without a doubt one of my favorite things to talk about And every single time I put an episode together, I start in that process of the macro and trying to understand how can I take this really abstract idea that I think about and make it meaningful to the people around me. When I say that my niche is human, what I mean is, is that my journey as a teacher or as somebody who's really understanding and just simply sharing my observations, my greatest challenge and also my greatest worthy journey is to understand how to communicate in a simple manner. I don't want to make this complex. I want to make this really meaningful, practical, and executable. Because knowledge is nothing if it's not applied. Just information. And in a world where we're we're drowning in information, right? we're going to be satiated by wisdom, which is taking that information, applying it, and reflecting on it meaningfully and sharing with the world. So I hope that this process serves you. And I hope that you keep coming back to it. And I hope to see what you do with it. I want to see you do something with it. People say thank you to me. And I say, my, the gratitude you share with me is the execution that you take. Because this is a super, super important process. Whether again, you're on a journey of personal and self-discovery, or you're doing something that you believe is of impact into the world and the business world or whatever you're going to do with this. There's so many ways in which you can impact the world not everybody needs to be an entrepreneur. But frankly, one of the greatest things that you can do in this world is to teach another person and to be kind to them. Raising a child in a way that's different from what you experienced, these insights will teach you so much. So with that said, as we wrap up, I want to share with you all. The beautiful life that you desire is not a matter of chance. It is a matter of intention. We have recently stumbled upon a new technology called wisdom that launched actually on last Tuesday. Now this is Friday, October 22nd. So it launched the previous Tuesday. So we're only eight or nine days into this beautiful new piece of technology where it allows us to be one-to-one and to communicate. And I encourage you to go check it out and to, uh, to connect because it's gonna allow you to begin to articulate your thoughts and feelings. Because once you go through this process, the next phase is putting them to the test, bringing them out into the world, letting people interact with them, touch them, because you're gonna be releasing your child out into the world, into the deep dark woods. And an app like Wisdom will really help you begin to articulate, communicate, and also hone your vision and mission what you see in the world that you believe is the challenge, your mission and how you're going to carry it out and how you're going to reduce the barriers between humans and the collective. You are effectively creating the understanding of the drop in the ocean itself. I can't wait to see what you create with this. I believe in your mission. And I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Take care. This has been another episode of The Connection Point. And if you want to support us, then you can do it the following ways. Leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform, like comment and share this with someone who needs to hear it and connect with us on all social channels. And if something moved you in this episode, then join us in the intentional collective, a private community where we take the conversation deeper while providing coaching guidance and support all at the We look forward to seeing you next time. And until then, we believe in you and your mission and can't wait to hear more.